Good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you all. It's a gift to worship with you. I'm Forrest, one of the campus pastors. If you haven't met, I hope we can. I have three children, a 14-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old daughter, and a 9-year-old son. And my oldest daughter, Esther, likes to give me a hard time about getting old. And one of the things she, you know, usually I can kind of fight it off pretty well, but my weak spot is my hearing. So a few years ago, a couple years ago, we realized in our family that everyone was, was having a hard time articulating their words. And just again and again, they weren't speaking very clearly or very loud. And kept, come on, guys, like we can do better than this. And eventually we realized, wait, maybe it's not everybody having trouble speaking clearly. Maybe it's me having trouble hearing everybody. So finally they convinced me to go to Costco and do the hearing test. And I went in and it was not that pretty. Uh, I, I mean, it's like I'm doing okay, but but, you know, the time will come when I'll be, I'll be having the hearing aid. It'll be, you know, it'll come. And, and it was definitely hard for me to swallow. But when, I don't know why it happened. I'm not sure how, you know, maybe genetics, maybe a lot of lawn mowing and trimming growing up without ever thinking about ear protection. Who knows? But when River, our son, started mowing the lawn this summer, which has been amazing, and he's killing it, perfect, nice, great diagonal lines. And he, we said, we're going to get some ear protection for River. So so he can, you know, protect his ears as much as we can. So we got these, like, uh, runway grade ear protection. I mean, these things are serious. You put these suckers on, it's like, you guys are gone. Like, I can't, I, I hear nothing. I, it's all just beautiful, peaceful silence. I can't hear myself even. I mean, these are amazing. These things shut everything out. Can't hear a thing. No, no listening, no distractions in the zone. Today, our passage from John 9 speaks to this, this hearing picture, putting something on the ears or not. And uh, we're going we're gonna to check out John chapter 9 as we continue our series on alive in Jesus, this new normal. Remember, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. Jesus has been touching people, making people come alive and today we see another one. And as we come to this story, I want, to watch, want you to watch out for a contrast. A contrast between two postures of listening. Look for two different postures of listening as we go. It's kind of a long story. It's, basically, it's the whole of chapter 9. So we're going to have to skip through it a little bit. I encourage you to, to check it out later. But as we go through it, you're also going to have a part to play because you are going to read the bold when we get to the bold. I'll, I'll give you some signals, all right? So let's dive in, in John chapter 9. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. So we, we stop there for a second. This, this passage, Jesus is is already debunking one of our, our, our things we believe wrong about the world. We think that, that people are cursed or bad things happen always because we did something wrong. And Jesus said, no, actually, I, I, this is because this happens so that God's works will be revealed. He goes on in verse 5 to say, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world, just like Lauren talked about last week. Now this light is going to be put into action. He's going to put it into action right now as we come to this blind man. So he looks at this man, Jesus then spits on the ground, 
makes mud with the saliva and spreads the mud in the man's eyes. All right, time out. Is that a little weird to anybody else? Uh, Jesus just, just spitting. Why does he do it? I don't know. It's hilarious, one. Two, Jesus meets all of us differently. He just meets us in our own way. And this man needed spit mud for his, his miracle. But notice the man's posture. I mean, yeah, he couldn't see, but he could hear, you know, mixing the mud up. I mean, in humility, he stands there and receives Jesus' spit mud on his eyes. In humility, he receives it. And then Jesus says to him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sense. And when he does that, Jesus gives him a word. And so then, this is, this is your, your line here, the, the, the last line, last sentence in that, on that, that slide. Ready to go? So the man went and washed and came home seeing. The man went and washed and came home seeing. In humility, when Jesus said go, he didn't question, he didn't fight it. He just said, yes. He went, the Greek is so great, it's just three words. He went, he washed, he returned seeing. Just like Emily's art, let's get that art up there again. Just like Emily's art, we see Jesus, his light is breaking through into this man's life, and now he is physically able to see. Jesus is opening his eyes. Remember, this happened, Jesus said, so the works of God would be revealed. Well, Jesus is making the works of God being revealed. This is what God's like. God wants wholeness, especially for those who think they're broken or too far away. I'm going to make you whole. And so he's making this man, he's opening his man's eyes, but he's not done revealing himself. Jesus isn't done with this man. He actually has something for this man to do. So the neighbors show up and they say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, this, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? And some were saying, yeah, it's, it's him. But he kept saying, or, but some said, no, it's someone like him. But the man kept saying, no, I am the man. That's me. I was the one healed. And I noticed the contrast. Verse 10, they kept asking him, how then were your eyes open? Do you see it? How then were your eyes open? It's like, these neighbors, they get the ear protection on. So he's answering them, but he, they can't hear anything that, that he's saying. They have shut their ears. And instead of this humble listening posture we see in the blind man, we see ears closed. These people, have you ever done that? Hey, uh, God, I, I, you know, I, know, I, I know what's going on. I don't, I don't need to listen to you. Or someone in your life, a mentor, an authority, a friend. No, I don't, I don't need to listen to you. I've got it figured out. That's the posture of these neighbors. And they don't believe him. And, but he says, put that slide back up there, he, he's, he continues to, to do what he's supposed to be doing. He tells them, he, he listens to them. Says the man they called Jesus, made some mud, put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. Your turn again. So I went and washed and then I could see. This man continues to listen to them even though they won't listen to him and honestly, humbly shares what Jesus did in his life. Jesus did this for me. Well, these neighbors go and talk to the Pharisees because apparently they don't believe it. They need some backup to say, this guy's wrong. He's not, he's not telling the truth. He's got it messed up. The Pharisees, these religious leaders come and they obviously don't believe these people's report. 
they are wearing their earplugs as well. And they come to him and they decide to ask him themselves. Well, again, this man said, they ask him, how does this happen? And your turn again. He put mud in my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. He just keeps telling the truth. This is what happened. This is what Jesus did for me. These Pharisees debate among themselves. They, they can't figure out how this could be. So again, they say to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was he, your eyes opened. And then he says, well, this is the best he knows. He's a prophet. Someone who's close with God, because somehow he made me see. That's all I know. Somehow I see now, after the spit mud instant incident. Well, we're going to skip along this, this parent part. They, they call his parents in. His parents are too afraid to say it, to, to honestly respond like the man did and tell him about Jesus, what Jesus had done, because they're too afraid what people are going to think of them. And the Pharisees, again, call this man in and are going to question him even further. For a second time, they called the man who'd been born blind and said to him, give glory to God. Now pause there. I'm going to tell you about Marcia. So Marcia is, it was, she died in April, uh, a spiritual mother and grandmother in our family. She was an amazing woman, loved Jesus more than anyone I know I've ever had the privilege of knowing. She was Texas true all the way down, Texas through and through. She was about five foot nothing, about a hundred nothing, frail with eyes that were so bright you knew she had seen Jesus and a smile and a laugh that could light up a room. And when Marcia talked, you wanted to listen because she knew Jesus so well, you just wanted to soak it in. So one time we were there visiting her in Texas and, and she was saying something. I said, oh, I know, I know. And she got real serious. And she got right up close to me and she said, Forrest, I don't want to hear those words come out of your mouth again. When you say I know, you're telling me that you don't want to listen to me. You're telling me you don't want to grow. You're telling me you don't want to keep becoming the man God made you to be. I don't want to hear those words come out of your mouth again. And me, little five-year-old, only one response possible. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And in our family, then, we actually made, we made a huge effort to delete those words from our vocabulary, realizing that I was the worst culprit. I realized, I said all the time, I know, I know. Constantly shutting people down, constantly shutting, if I'm pe shutting people down, what am, I, what am I doing to God? God, I know, I know. I don't need to hear that. I got it. Listen to the Pharisees. We know this man is a sinner. We know this man is a sinner. Well, he answered, this blind man said, I don't know whether he's a sinner or not. Let's see, this is your turn if you can get it. One thing I do know. That's your line. Ready to go. One thing I do know. I was blind, but now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already, and you would not, what? Listen. You would not listen. Do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? This blind man's getting more bold. The sarcasm's coming out. Love it. Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we don't know where this man comes from. 
The man now is getting more bold. He goes on the next few verses. You should check him out. He goes ahead and just teaches them about God, teaches them about who Jesus is. And then verse 33, I think we got 33 in there. This is your line. He concludes it with this. Ready to go? If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. The blind man who now sees because of Jesus' spit mud, he just keeps honestly saying, this is what Jesus did in my life. Humbly, even though they don't believe him, humbly pointing, Jesus did this. Jesus did this. And yet this group of people around him will not listen. We know. We know. Well, they didn't kick him out. They expel him. And when Jesus heard that they had driven him out, he went and found him. See, Jesus isn't done revealing himself to this man. He knew there was more. This man had more to be seen, more ways he needed to see Jesus. So he went and found him and said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Belief, you know, in the Gospel of John, that's like the key word. John tells us the reason he wrote the Gospel was that so we, that we would believe, and by believing, find life in Jesus' name. Do you believe in the Son of Man? And the man, this man, again, his posture. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's not what he does. Who is he, sir? Then Jesus answered, next, next slide, tell me so I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. And the man said, your turn. Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Lord, I believe. This man Listen. He listened. He didn't put on the giant earmuffs and say, I know, I know. He had a posture that said, ah, Jesus, yes. And as he listened, Jesus could do what he wanted to do, which was what? Open his eyes and open his heart to see Jesus, this art that, 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 that uh, Emily did. Lord, I believe it's more than just physical blindness. It's spiritual blindness too. What is it that God is saying to you today? And are we putting on the earplugs and saying, no, I got it? Or will we listen? Will we have a posture that says, yes, Lord, I want to hear. And guess what? Our posture with God is reflected in our posture with those around us. Those mentors, friends, loved ones, even people we don't like, people we disagree with. If we always say, I know, I know, we can't grow. We can't become the people, the men and women that God made us to be because we're shutting everyone else out, stopping the growth, and we can't see Jesus the way he wants to make our eyes open. Band, y'all come on up. On your seat, you got a piece of paper, and we're going to have a chance to follow the example of this blind man. There are some pencils around you have to share, but during this song, I want to ask you to do something. One of two things on that piece of paper. I want you to write down either this, here's one. One way that Jesus has made himself known to you, met you, made, opened your eyes, touched you, healed you, answered a prayer. One way, just like the blind man. I don't know, but this, Jesus did this. Jesus did this. Just write in that piece of paper, Jesus did blank in my life. You don't even put your name on it. If that's, if that's not something you, you, you can think of, that's okay. Write down a prayer request, a place where you need Jesus to bring some life in you. So either right away that Jesus brought life or right away that you want and asking God, Jesus, to bring life in you. And at the end, we're going to trade those around. No one's going to know it's yours, but you get a chance to 
practice listening. Practice this humble mode of listening. Wow, Jesus did this in someone's life in our community. And maybe that'll open us up to be more like this blind man with a posture that says, I want to hear. And in that hearing, we would see Jesus more. So why don't you fill that out as we stand and sing together.